What's up, beautiful people? What's good? What's good? What's good? My name is Ayomide, and this is Let's Talk with Ayo. One of the best things about the NSAS protest is the unity it brought among the youth of Nigeria. Social and tribal barriers were blurred, and beautiful relationships developed. There was a sense of community like never before, and although we had that, we also had our opposition the government. On this episode, I'll be talking to Eroms, who was an active participant in the protest. He helped organize shelter and distribution of resources to comrades on the field. He also stayed back day and night to ensure the safety of all persons at the protest grounds, either from attacks by touts or security officials. He continues to ensure the release of other incarnated NSAS protesters and victims of indiscriminate arrests. He is deeply involved in grassroots sensitization for national development. Something to ponder on is this. How did the government react? Was there any hindrance of any kind? To answer these questions, Arams and I will be discussing censorship. Hi, Arams. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm fine. Good afternoon, Ayo. Yeah. I'm How's good. everything? I'm good. Everything is fine. All right. Going straight into the interview, Um, what is NSAS? What's the NSAS protest to you? What's the movement to you? NSAS started um, last um Okay, the NSAS movement itself started a long time ago, but the one that everyone found out uh, or heard about or, you know, and all of that started last year. Yeah. It was triggered by a young guy in Delta State. He was pursued and then the police killed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the other deaths that we had, uh, we had witnessed, you know, in this country where young mm-hmm. people were being killed by SARS units of the police. But that one sparked up something totally unforeseen, unseen and um, something none of us predicted. Yes. You know, I, I'm a young guy. I I can relate with you know the whole SARS harassment. Although I was hardly ever harassed, but that does not mean that I should remove myself from the reality of other people that were always stopped or SARS was breaking into their homes, like the ESC is currently doing. I got you know information from my neighbors, my colleagues. Um, fellow students and all of that and when I say students um, I don't mean school school but you know we are always learning so there are platforms where we learn so fellow students you know and you got to hear about SARS you got to see it on the news you got to see how they were killing you could even see them on the road Mm -hmm. you know Uh, NSAS for me was joining my people to protest against police brutality because like we always say on breakfast always go around if you do not do something, that breakfast will go around. It's just going to be a matter of time before I am also harassed. You know, um, it doesn't matter how you look, how you dress. They say, oh, if you're looking, if you're looking too fresh, like probably you have money, they will not disturb you. But how long was that going to be sustainable for people like myself that happen to look fresh? So we're doing that because of the future. Because we know that, Omar, um, if you don't fight this thing now, the breakfast will go around. And also because they were killing people. It's impunity. They were um, destroying people's rights. You know, they were. Ah, it was. It was horrible. It was horrible. It really um, was. And I mean, they literally would just. They were kidnapping kidnappers because they were just moving in there. We call it Kurobi. It's like a small <laughs> bus. They just moving and stop on the. 
youths put them in their vehicles and drive off forwards. Some of the youths are so unlucky. Some some are unlucky that uh, they they get to part away with that sum of money before they are released. Some are not so lucky. They get some others get locked up. All for what? So it was a very serious movement, and I am glad of the entire movement, and I uh, and I give my voice to the struggle of Nigerian youth and myself. Yeah, and we're all very grateful for that. Thank you so much again. So, um, what role do you think social media played in the entire protest? What What do you think was the role of no in the movement? Now, what do you think was the role of social media in the movement? Okay. Social media was our voice because the media um, cover what we're doing. They refused to uh, publish and, um, you know, televise it. Not until later when everybody started talking about it because they had seen it on social media. You know, people from across parts of Africa and outside of Africa who had pushed on social media, they had started seeing it. And pressure, and Nigeria has known as they carry last. So the media, they didn't want to carry last. They had to start covering it. So social media was our voice. Social media was our mobilizer. Hey, guys, we're meeting here at this time. Or oh, guys, police is coming. Let's do this. Or oh, guys, so we're able to mobilize on social media. We're also able to finance and support ourselves on social media, you know, raise funds and all of that, you know, raising funds through Bitcoin or through um, um, uh, our accounts, when I say, ah, I'm not saying mine, you know, like, okay, uh, okay, we need money for canopy. Someone will just send 5,000, just donate one, one K, you know. So social media was also a security because if it was not recorded and posted what happened at the toll gates, the army and whoever was involved would have denied it. And we know how this country is. There's no proof. Even when there's proof, they deny it and they sweep you under the carpet. So if not for social media, we don't have had that security. That, that's very true. I, to- I totally agree with you for so many reasons. So do you think that the government um, in any way used that medium to respond or communicate with the demands or the complaints of the protests? Okay, um, big uh, movements was physical. We were assembling at Alausa. Later, we assembled at the toll gates. Later, we assembled at um, Surulere and other states started assembling. You know, it was a physical protest. Um, the government was more of... Uh, physically, you know, involved, like addressing us. Some will do the governor of Lagos addressed us physically. Wiki, governor of uh, River State, I believe, he addressed the people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, most of the most of most of, and then the the National Assembly of Lagos State called some people aside so that you know they could come into the House of Assembly and negotiate and whatnot. So they they physically addressed us. Now, for social media, we have a leadership that is so old. And I'm talking about age. I'm talking about exposure to technology. They do not use technology. They do not communicate. They only probably, when 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 they feel like they tell their PA to post something, and that's really not an excuse because, for example, Donald Trump, former president of the United States, was always active on social media. And they are yeah. basically like, yeah, so... Um, uh, our leaders do not know how to use social media. or they, they, they don't even need to know how to use it. They have the resources to use it properly, but it was not properly used. They weren't using social media properly to address us. And when they were to actually use social media, they wouldn't use social media. When they were not to use social media, they would use social media. For example, how would you announce a coffee on social media? Who does that? 
Yeah. And when then, you know everybody's outside on the road. So you move the curfew and you announce only on social media. Who does that? So when you come and announce physically, you decide to use social media. If I didn't know better, I'll say it's plan work. I do get where you're coming from. So um, we're agreeing now that they didn't use the social media effectively. That's the right word to use. They didn't. All right. Did the government in any way hinder the protests online? Uh, when you say hinder the protests online, um, I need to understand where you're coming from, but let me explain it this way. When you say um, they didn't exactly block communication on social media, not until recently where they did the Twitter ban, which was also an after effect of the protests because they were still bitter from the protests. Everything grew on Twitter. Most of the time what they were doing was to single out people. Some people were also receiving threats, questioning people because from what we... Um, you know, from protest ground, we post on social media, Twitter especially, and we're moving it, and we are healing people that are supporting us, including brands, you know, and then you have feminist coalition that you had, we had other companies that we know about, and some companies that do not want to come out to say we support the game. So the after effect was these companies have been having back-to-back government issues right now. Up until now? Yes, till, oh, wow. till now. Wow. And a couple of people say feminist, uh, feminist coalition, uh, the, the heads of feminist coalition, they have companies. Most of them have companies. And these companies have issues. So it's not just feminist. They also are attacking the companies of these people, myself included. You know, oh, my wow. businesses are bags and all of that. But the best part is I am not deterred. I know a lot of other people are not deterred. So, yeah. Um, when you say the government attacking on social media, they use social media to trace and then they do their stuff. Oh, okay. So in that time, there was no censorship or cutting off of internet or something? Because I know a few people complained that the network wasn't working or something at some point. Do you, so do you think that's like them shutting down the internet or something? Um, sincerely, during the protest, I never entered with my phone. Yeah? Because I wanted to concentrate on that. I don't want anybody calling me for work or any family member shouting, hey, please go back home. <laughs> members, they may not even shout that. So um, I did not experience that, but I know a couple of people complained. But, um, you know, when, when you say you shut down the network of communication, everyone is going to know. Say this Twitter ban now, everyone knows about it. Yes. So um, a few people, their network was cut off. I do not know. Um, I also know that accounts of uh, people involved in the protests were blocked. Lots of accounts. And when they see they are making a transfer and you probably put protest or you put support or something like that, they will block your account. And personally, you know, like three people blocked during the protest. Do you mean social media accounts or bank accounts? Accounts. Bank accounts? So when they see you are transferring money and you put, you know, you have to, label the transfer so you just oh, label it like put spots they block it asap well that's that's really serious so uh, how did the how did the protesters the youth how did they handle you know all of this what did they do okay and um, there's only so much but the youth of nigeria were amazing um happened majorly in the southern parts, um, was spreading, but the leaders of the north used tribalism and religion to strafle the growth, and they also used threats to strafle the growth of protests in the north because people had already started coming out to protest, 
government, um, um, the incapability of the government, you know, because SARS do not really disturb in the North. Police do not really disturb in the North for a lot of reasons. Number one, the North have the most people in power. So you don't know who is who. You don't know whose son is, you know. And the North, they are radical. They are more radical than the South. If you do something, they can set you up, set you ablaze right there. Like literally mm-hmm. set you ablaze. Right Nothing will happen. Wow. So you have to, don't just arrest or harass. You know, over here, we are more educated. We are more understanding. We try to, what is going on? So they, they took advantage of that. So um, for the youths, we were very united. I don't think there's history where the young people of Nigeria have been that united. We were very united, coming through for each other. You know, there was food. There was networking. There was happiness. Actually, we also eye to eye, and we put an end to police brutality. There was growth. There was support, either individually or as a group, you know, where the government failed and has been failing, we came in and came through for ourselves. We came in, filled the gap, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Do you think that in as a whole, the protests on social media did something big or did something different compared to past protests? Yes, yes. Like I mentioned, the social media was our voice, was our security, was our eyes, was our mobilizer. So, yeah. Um, social media made NSAS really um, successful and made the banning of SARS, you know, faster because they've been banning it every year for the past four years until last year where we actually said, you know, what's been done. Yeah, so social media made it different. Um, even now, if there is any, <laughs> if there is any work protest, so now what our government has decided to do is they have put it tag on anything protest. Protest is our fundamental right. They tag it, like you want to destroy stuff, you want to do this, you want to bring down the government, you want to um, sabotage the blah, 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 you want to do a coup, whatever label they can give to it, which they literally give to it. You can check internet, uh, the internet, you can check newspapers. They literally say this about protests. And so they clamp down on it. You know, that's also why I was abducted about protest and uh, why is this in the abducted. Whereas I really do not even know we have terrorist bandits. These guys are killing people. Um, not long ago, they attacked the Nigerian Defense Academy. Nigerian Defense Academy. Wow. They literally even strolled in. They got in, they killed men of the armed forces and kidnapped two, two mayors, the majors, two. And what is the reaction? No reaction so far. If this had happened in the South, see NSAS protest, we were not armed and see the reaction we got to were mm-hmm. We were not armed, we were asking for a better Nigeria. These guys are not asking for a better Nigeria, they're just killing for no just cause. Mm-hmm. See Imo State army troops into Imo killing people. What did the people of Imo do? There was no attack on any army base, nothing. Now these ones have gone as far as attacking the Nigerian Defense Academy. Not Kaduna Defense Academy or Lagos Defense. No, the Nigerian Defense Academy. And what is the reaction the government is giving to them? Our president, as usual, is being like a discourteous reply. He's saying the NDA attack would 
give the soldiers the morale they need. Let's not go down that route. But then I, I'm just happy that people have finally the kind of people we have in leadership. And I'm not just talking about the current leadership. I mean, past leadership. We have people that are too greedy, that have their selfish interests above the interests of the people. And we need to get involved to ensure that this is the last time we have this kind of people in power. Yeah. I have one more question. Looking at the fact that, you know, there's a whole Twitter ban now, I, I am aware that some people are using maybe like VPNs to be able to get on the app and all of that. If Twitter wasn't yeah. functioning, let's disregard the VPNs for now. If Twitter wasn't functioning, how else do you think? Because I believe Twitter was our voice at the time. Like Instagram and other social media platforms weren't as prominent as Twitter. With the Twitter ban now, how else would the Nigerian youth be able to do such a protest if something like that were to come up? Okay, are you saying disregarding VPN, like if VPN did not exist? Yes. Okay, Um, just for the record, I also use VPN. I proudly use VPN and I'm always tweeting every day because (laughs) uh, tweets or communicators against my human rights, against my freedom of speech. So I will continue to speak and nobody can stop me from... Yeah, so that's by the side. Luckily, there are other social media handles. There's Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Telegram, Signal. There are a couple of social media... um, Platforms. um, Yeah, that we can make use of. But like I mentioned earlier, um, most of what happened was... I, I went out without my phone for about two weeks without my phone. And it was still very effective. I did I, I sincerely did not take a picture, like, okay, let me pose and take a picture. No, maybe when we're, you know, matching in front of home, a camera phone and we match together. And when I'm speaking, I'm speaking. I'm not doing it for any, um, you know. So for me, that happened physically. But social media now gives us an edge. Uh, Twitter is, is a very unique platform. So without Twitter... I really cannot see how protests would work because before Twitter, it might be difficult. But after this, uh, before NSAS, it might be difficult. People have a hunger that if Twitter is not available, something else will be available. And if that something else is not available, another thing will be available. We would always make use of what we have as human beings. You understand? Yeah. So I don't think it's almost making use of the social media we have as Nigerian youths. Mm, okay. All right. I totally, I totally get that. And in a way, I think Nigeria should be grateful for the current generation that we have, you know, ready to fight for the country and all. Yes, yes. Sure. I believe that they are because uh, so far, so I mean, like I mentioned, my business having setbacks is majorly from a certain, you know, class of people or certain type of people. Mm-hmm. But all that, um, you know, people have been happy, receptive. If I get into a place, oh, okay, that's all. Oh, and they are happy. They, you know, we talk, we take pictures. They want to know what is happening. They want to get involved in projects and nation building. You know, I'm all about nation building. My platform Telephone Nigeria with the ROMs for over four years now. We've been in states in Nigeria, feeding, clothing, education, revamping school buildings. We've been doing this for you know a very long time. We are launching another platform soon uh, that will reach out to the youths. You know? okay. So 
this generation, we, 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 we are really hungry for a better Nigeria. Not taking anything away from the former generation because the former generation did not have social media and most of them grew up in military rule. Yeah. That had the tendency to burn out any fire. People like Danny Fawaimi and Co that we heard about and those that we do not care about that still stood up for us. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Aroms. I'm really, really grateful that you took out time to... Um, be on this interview. I'm really grateful and I do not take this for granted. Thank you so much. No 